Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. He's the mayor of Collingwood, Ontario. We say hello to Mayor Brian Saunderson. Brian, great to have you. Of course, not often do I get to talk to an actual Olympian. Uh, what's your take on these Winter Olympics, having been competing on that level yourself? Well, uh, it's always fun to watch the Olympics, and I think the Canadians are uh, doing uh, fantastically. Uh, we've had some great successes from uh, local athletes like Jack Crawford and uh, uh, Ronnie Stemmo, Stemmy and uh, Remy, sorry, Ronnie Remy. And uh, so it's wonderful to see these um, athletes. Uh, and, you know, for many of the uh, Olympic sports, uh, it's only once every four years where they really step into the spotlight for much of the time they're competing in relative obscurity. And uh, so it's just wonderful to see the incredible dedication and commitment uh, that each of these athletes brings to their sports and uh, and watch and watch the, such fantastic competition on the international stage. You have an interesting perspective on this question. Uh, having been an Olympian and, and competed on that level, but also being a politician, what is your take on Canada and, and many of the countries not sending political delegates uh, to politically sort of having a step back? Will that have... Would that affect the players out on you know out competing in their sports? Uh, well, I don't think uh, no, I don't think that would affect the athletes. But certainly, I think the COVID restrictions uh, many uh, used to competing in front of, of crowds uh, would not be competing in front of crowds. So that makes for a different uh, a different atmosphere. Um, but really, uh, yeah, the events at the Olympics. Uh, you're very focused on your event, but once the events are over, I think one of the wonderful opportunities for the athletes is to uh, take in the other sports and meet the athletes uh, from other countries. So um, I don't know that that'll be happening the way it would have at regular games. But I think first and foremost, the athletes are appreciative of the opportunity to compete. Um, politicizing the Olympics is always difficult because uh, the athletes are the ones who've done all the training and preparation. Uh, and if they look at uh, um, sanctions beyond just uh, preventing the uh, diplomats from going, I think there there needs to be uh, uh, economic uh, and other uh, international uh, sanctions as well. Otherwise, it, it really uh, it, it's just a hollow gesture. Mm. Uh, speaking of sanctions, I don't know if you can make that analogy, but uh, in Collingwood, we have an interim bylaw still in place, uh, even though uh, it you know it is limiting um, the amount of development uh, due to our water capacity and issue. Uh, there has been some movement towards that. Yes, uh, we're working through um, uh, the water allocation framework. And uh, this past Monday, February 14th, was the deadline for any final exemption applications to be made. Uh, and also this past Monday, we, the Development Operations Standing Committee, received the zoning uh, amendment. Uh, and what the zoning amendment would do is uh, prevent or allow the town uh, to not issue building permits if there are water capacity issues. So this is part of the... Um, uh, the enforcement mechanism that will uh, give some teeth to the allocation framework or at least some meaning to the allocation framework because it will be the, uh, the amendment to the zoning bylaw that uh, underpins uh, the whole capacity and allocation uh, framework. 
So we're, you're saying that we won't have the interim bylaw, but the planning department can can withhold permits to builds based on our water capacity. Yes, that's exactly right. And so once we lift the ICBL with the water allocation framework, um, that will allow the town to uh, move forward with development applications um, without the exemption process. But underneath all of the allocation framework has to be that uh, change to the zoning bylaw, which says that we can only issue as uh, building permits when we have water capacity or uh, uh, sewage capacity. So if we are looking at uh, at a time when we have limited capacity or or up until the time that we don't, because we know that there's moves towards uh, improving that situation, uh, is does that mean that there's going to be a hierarchy of who gets permits before other people do? Well, the water allocation framework will allow us to, uh, it gives us an additional lens uh, through which to assess the development application uh, in terms of making sure that uh, it, it's, a, it's a development that uh, meets the needs of our community and uh, by having a framing uh, or a scoring framework and um, you can get uh, whether, whether it's a necessary or much needed type of development like affordable housing or different types of housing inventory uh, or employment uses, uh, commercial uses, so it gives the town the uh, the framework to assess these development applications, so it's not just uh, first through the door. So that that seems to me like a a powerful use it, it, that could be somewhat challenging. I would think. Well, it's. I think it's an important framework to have, and uh, uh, many communities across Ontario have these okay. uh, type of uh, frameworks in place. Um, so that we make sure that as, as development occurs in our community, it's development that we need uh, and is uh, conducive to developing a complete community and meeting the needs of our community. Um, uh, so in many of the larger municipalities already have this type of framework. Uh, and so our water capacity issue has brought this to light, but uh, it's, uh, it's something that um, uh, many municipalities already have in place to make sure that the development that occurs in the community is uh, is uh, promoting the needs of the community at the same time. Mm. Uh, let's talk about, uh, there's been some news in terms of a stormwater management update. There's some movement there as well. Yes. So the the what this is the first phase of our stormwater uh, assessment. And uh, what it is uh, is a much more comprehensive and sophisticated uh modeling uh, of flooding if you have a one in uh, well whatever type of rain event and greenland engineering who did this report used a one in 100 year storm event uh, that looked at the type uh, where the water would go if we had an event like that in Collingwood, where would be the flooding pockets what would be the the uh, the critical areas and so we can use this information to assess uh, going forward uh, our new uh, sewer needs, but also uh, on our asset management plan when we're replacing sewers, what are going to be the areas that we have to focus on, what, that we'll need larger diameter pipes, and, uh, and making sure that we are uh, meeting uh, those demands. So it's a first step uh, in making sure that we understand uh, well, the flooding um, or the stormwater um, pressures will be on the community in a large storm event. 
we've known for for many years the you know the age of of Collingwood's infrastructure in these kind of matters. Is there a concern that some of these adjustments we're not going to be able to pay for? Uh, no, uh, not necessarily, because we've been doing uh, asset management uh, planning is is a big issue, and uh, Collingwood's been working fairly diligently at making sure we understand, um, you know, what are our assets, what are their lifespans, what are their current uh, is their current state, and then we can make from that a plan about how we're going to replace or deal with those assets when it time comes. So it's a little like. If you live in a condominium corporation, they have a reserve fund. Right. And there, five years, they do a reserve fund study that tells them you need to replace the roof or windows or whatever in the upcoming so that they can make sure that they are putting away enough money to pay those bills when that time comes. And so that's what asset management planning is for a municipality. The stormwater planning uh, allows us to understand uh, where the pressures are going to be if we have a storm event, what areas are going to be prone to flooding, and make so that we can make sure that the infrastructure we have there uh, is able to handle that capacity uh, or that flood uh, demand. And so that's really, this uh, mapping exercise is the first part of doing that. And the next uh, portion, we'll start to understand uh, what needs to be done with those assets. And in terms of new assets, whenever we have a new development go in, we can use development charges to, uh, to pay for a lot of the infrastructure because that's a result of new growth. Mayor Brian Saunderson is the mayor of Collingwood. Brian, always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us on Talk of the Town. Thank you very much to both of you. Have a great day. Another 95.1 The Peak exclusive interview. For more discussions about your community, visit the Talk of the Town page at thepeakfm.com.